Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody, welcome to the In and After Show. We're back. Jujutsu Kaisen is back. Hell yeah. Uh, Zom 100 is more or less back, but just for this week. We got until next week and then. Yeah, back yeah. Week after yeah. And, and we're all here too. Uh, Jackie's back from Fan Expo in, Can- in Canada. That was right. fun. In Toronto. It was also really weird. Was it? I showed you the video of when like the fire alarm was going off and like, oh, yeah. it was like yeah. swarming the escalator and i was like is everything okay and nobody was panicking it was really it funny was very canadian and congested and more congested yeah and i was like okay you know like everybody was just remaining calm but it was like very frightening to me but it was funny like nobody was i don't know it was weird yeah, but yeah. it was a fun con it was it's definitely um very crowded it was very anime expo vibes like oh, very really? like okay like there's a lot of people here you know did so you have, like an amazing hotel for your stay there though? i did i was at the delta hotels and they were like we're gonna give you an upgrade i was like okay and then i walked in and it was like literally a bathroom overlooking all of downtown toronto like all glass windows james it was insane it was like florida ceiling yeah. glass windows night night view it, it, yeah. in the bathroom i mean i guess if you're that i know but no it, i was like oh, it's kind of weird it's in the bathroom but then i just took a bath and the canadian tower was like right next to me and like i was like haha peons as i took a bath Wait, jackie is that like it was kind of a power move to just stand yeah. over the entire city no, but like, like kind of my us. city but then my yeah. boyfriend was like i don't think that those windows are uh like shaded or one-sided i don't even know and i was like they are they are and then like uh, my friend and i were at the con and we were looking up and we're like no you can just see sorry people um i was also at a a convention of sorts uh this weekend pax was happening although it wasn't technically at pax before everyone gets excited i think only been to pax once and um it's like anime expo but for me it's like less things to do so uh, I've never gone back. Um, it's just you know I I can I can play the demo when it comes out a week later. I'm fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but at the same time uh, they had Nintendo Live 2023, and apparently this was the first time they've done that in North America. Like they'd never done it before. It's been a, oh. kind of a Japan thing to have these live fan events, but they hadn't ever done it in North America. So that was that coincided with PAX, and it wasn't. In my opinion, too crowded. It was just the right amount of crowded. I wouldn't have called I wouldn't call it sparse, but it wasn't difficult to move. There wasn't like a getting caught in the flow of traffic sort of deal. And the way they did that is because all of the um badges were raffled. So yeah, you had to like say it's hard okay. to get in, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um you could go to that completely separate from PAX. You didn't have to have a PAX badge or anything like that. You had to go to the official website and then you had to like fill out a bunch of information attach it to your nintendo account which was weird and you know what uh you could so now they want to be able to send stuff across their nintendo accounts i see how it is (laughs) exactly exactly 10 years late to the game and now they want everyone to tie everything to that one nintendo account it was really strange it was like i can't just fill out a form on your website i gotta like (laughs) log into my nintendo account and then attach it to this and also i had to make like 
uh, kind of like dummy accounts for my kids too. Cause like you could enter as a, as a family group, it was supposed to be like a family oriented event. Um, so we, cool. yeah, so I, uh, we went to that and probably before the end of today, you'll be able to get a look at like all the awesome stuff they had going on there. But one, one of the biggest surprises was they had a demo for super Mario wonder, which they didn't announce beforehand. They didn't. Not the one where, where Mario is an elephant. Yes, okay. Mario can become an elephant. Right. Um, it's the first uh, Mario game, like platformer, in quite a few years. Um, I'm not sure exactly when the last one was, but it's it's been a hot minute since they had a traditional style Mario game. It's four player, which is real. I thought was really cool. Um, so you can play with up to three other people. Um, so all of us got to play it. And of course, like my teenager, the first thing he did was like he figured out how to dash and just zoom. And that's one of the that it was one of the downfalls is like if one character like rushes to the right side of the screen, they set the pace for everybody else and you kind of just get dragged. Yeah, so. the new the new Sonic game is also doing four player, and I've wondered what that's gonna be like for a, a genre that generally depends on momentum and, and yeah. having control over like when you're gonna, you know, move across. The screen, so I don't really know. Yeah, is it gonna be a side platformer Wait. though? Sonic, a side platformer, a two D, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so is uh, so is yeah. the new Mario, and um, yeah, I'd really the new Mario. I think would be fine. I played a game called Trine Five recently. Yeah, and I bet Mario will be very similar to Trine Five, where people have like their own abilities, and you just kind of go across it together. But Sonic is interesting because you're always like doing really fast movements. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have to go. You don't have to go fast in Mario. But I would say that one of the issues is if you have one player who does. Um, it can be kind of frustrating, especially because yeah. I'm someone who likes to really like look around the environment and then kind of oh figure God. out what Lindsay, I'm gonna do. I would, I would be like, we gotta go, dude. What's I'd happening? Like, Jackie, slow down. Hold on. Oh, I'm I'm totally like 100% completionist type person. Like, wait, there could be a secret thing over here, and if there's a chest in there and we don't get it, I'm gonna be fucking pissed off. So stop. <laughs> oh my God. Slow down. Slow down. You know what we make good? We would make a good Baldur's Gate um yes. team though. My boyfriend is like you, so like mm -hmm. I'll he'll be like checking every single unalived I don't know. Oh how, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta body. loot, you gotta yeah. loot everything. Yeah. Get like, and get I'm all like the dark areas on the map. Let's go, what's the yeah. next thing? And then he's like oh, checking our log. I'm like, I don't care, let's just go fight some stuff. And he's like we, he's like, you would hate this game if it wasn't for me because I keep us like on the rails and like <laughs> doing stuff. And I'm just yeah. like, let's just jump into stuff. And he's like, it doesn't work like that. But it's like, we make a really good team. What so. act are you well, But then you run into the problem that I ran into just the other day in Baldur's Gate where I was trying to clear the whole map. And mm -hmm. I wandered in on a, a band of shadow monster things in act two that just like murdered me in two, two turns. And, was it uh, the eyeball tentacle thing? Mm, oh no 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 that's that uh, you're talking about the underdark i avoided that thing like the play oh um, we just we just did the underdark we had to redo it like three times and every time i was like this is me like i'm just probably the worst person to play with i'm like okay we're changing our strategy i'm gonna go in first be the distraction you hold back your dwarf who's a paladin and put will up here and then like we would die instantly. I'm like, okay, so this time you go in and be this. Like, I just was so excited. And then Dust is just like dead silent. And he's like, oh my gosh. Um, we recently, that was the last one we did, Lindsay. But yeah, right before we did the goblin camp, and it was so yeah. funny. Dustin was like, 
we met the owl bear and I yeah, cried, you and did I, you like, get the baby started, owl bear? I started crying. I was like, oh my god, I'm like, you have to freak you have to find this owl bear gob. He's like being tortured by these goblins and they're chasing him around the camp. And Dustin's like, okay, let's be tactical about this and like come up with a plan first. I just axe like I'm killing all these goblins. And they literally all start attacking us. And he's like, We could have planned this out. We could have planned this. And I was like, We're dying. We like died in three seconds. He was like, Why would That's you do so that? Funny. He was like, Okay, let's think about a plan. And then I was like, like for plan. Just the Dungeons and Dragons way. We definitely yeah. saved the owlbear in our playthrough as well. So like it's I very know, important. So James, very important. Come, do, you, do you get the owlbear or no? I, I think I accidentally murdered the owlbear. <gasps> I think. I, so I encountered a mama owlbear. Yes. And, and her son. Mm-hmm. And I, I got past them. Yeah. Uh, and I was like exploring the little cave. But I, I was... I thought there was like a secret exit on like the top, like path of the cave. Oh my so gosh! I, like, if you I hopped the over, bear, James, and, and then the mom like attacked me, and I was like, "Oh crap!" And then I killed the mom, and then the owlbear baby was attacking me, and I was like, "Sorry, kid." <laughs> I know. So there's like a story. I've been wanting I'm to go back. Cry. I've been wanting to go back to that cave because you save an owlbear from the goblin camp, and it's pretty obvious if you connect the two that like the goblins probably stole that baby from the big one i think because she yes, was injured definitely. when you meet her but i haven't gone back there since getting the oh she was when I, oh when i met her they were just like chilling and they were but, well you gotta you gotta wait, use you gotta use but, talk to animals like i used a potion no, I so yeah i, I love talk talking to animals did, did she not did have an owlbear cub with you? her she does i think there's supposed to be two so there's one. Oh, i killed camp. that owlbear cub so the other one i don't know i'm not i'm not at that part in the game so it's also james i cannot believe that you unalived a owlbear cub i didn't mean to i didn't want to i tried to be a pacifist so Another thing that happened in Boulder's Gate, my boyfriend and I were, um, we meet this old lady. I'm like, this old lady is super creepy. Oh, yeah. I literally literally go, this is a witch. And he goes, no, she's not. She's a nice old lady. She left apples around the swamp with her name on them. Literally, she's a witch. And everyone's the witchiest witch that has ever And he refused to believe me. And then he attacked the brother and the dad or whatever and killed them. And I was like, this you just unalived two innocent people, and he was like, "No, it's not. It's a nice auntie." I'm like, hundred percent. This is a witch. We no one fight about it. No one with the first Apple name like, auntie that lives in a bog is is good. That's no, I was like, how would nobody would think Auntie Ethel is not a witch? Except my boyfriend. My boyfriend was like dead set that we were helping this old she lady. Was, I was like, like, she was a hag. Like she was like awful. She was doing all kinds of. Her, her oh, she's little... gonna eat a baby and a, a woman for sure yeah. so that quest messed me up because you get to the part where you're trying to save the pregnant girl right yeah, yeah. and then she like creates a bunch of, she creates a bunch of illusions yeah, right? yeah yeah and i was like all right here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna knock out the real girl so she's just unconscious and then we're gonna finish this fight and then you know she'll be okay and we'll bring her back the quest like didn't like that strategy of me knocking her out <laughs> So oh I just God. couldn't bring her back after that. So you oh, want to live the girl? I didn't technically. I just <laughs> knocked her unconscious, but the game was like same and didn't. Yeah. Well, wasn't she in like a burning cage? Like she yeah. is. We saved yeah. her though. We but didn't I, uh, I actually cast a spell to to uh, stop the burning. I think oh, it was okay. like create. I might have thrown water at it, or I That's did something. We did. Yeah. I was and like, no, you're not burning to death. I can see through this, like, because it's trying to make you think, oh, in a certain number of turns, she's gonna burn to death, or the or the cage was gonna fall because it would burn through the rope or whatever. I was like, no, 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 we're putting the fire out. And then she like 
gets out of the cage and mama ethel's like yeah but which one of us is the real one i'm like jokes on you i'm just knocking the girl out you can't trick me and then I didn't get credit for it. So I did hit her, but not hard enough to unalive her. Yeah. So, and then I well, got- Well, you have and, a thing you can toggle that's like, that makes it so you don't kill things when you hit them. Yeah. So and I, I, I turned that on and anyway. It didn't work. It didn't work. So who did you all romance? Because Asterian is oh, my girl the hardest Carlac. to romance. And I got to romance Asterian and I was really-, really? I've been uh, trying to romance Carlac. I oh, love Carlac. Carlac is the best one, but then I knew Asterian was like the fuckboy, emotionally unavailable, and no one wants, and he won't, doesn't want to be with anyone. But to be honest, he like liked me off the bat. I think it's because he was in my duo the whole time, so I think he just oh, yeah, felt yeah, yeah. like. But it was so well, funny. And there, there was a bug they just patched where all of the characters were way hornier than they were supposed yeah. to be. <laughs> where they're all like after like in like like four missions of act one they're like so are we doing this and you're like i don't even know your name yet man. did any like, of okay. you did any of you hook up with helson the bear no, no. but no. he wanted it he wanted it he realsies he would turn into the bear mm-hmm. i i heard oh, that yeah. yeah that you can i didn't see it but i was like <laughs> it's hilarious you were like it this is, the whole time yeah i didn't no, i didn't do it i i i ended up romancing hysterian but i was like my chat was like romance the bear i was like i'm good on that. <laughs> like, and then dustin romance like, get on Lizelle. a furry stream guys like there's someone there's someone there for that right yeah I, by the way yeah. my boyfriend he's seven foot but he's playing a dwarf and then i was watching his screen it's a was fantasy for him to be that Apparently. small <laughs> and he's romancing lazelle who's like just towering over this dwarf she's got her nose is like a no for me I yeah can't get over it. lazelle is kind of I kind of like Lizelle, but then she's also very unlikable. Yeah. Carla likes the best. Carla, yes. like, she's just mm-hmm. sweet and adorable. And I love Straight it because she's, she's very self-deprecating and doesn't realize how great she is. Hands down, my favorite moment of the game so far is when, like, you're first flirting and, like, hitting it off. And you, like, confirm that you want to date and that you want to, like, hang out later. And she just goes, yes. <laughs> so I'm wondering if I'm, like, doing something wrong because I'm in act two. Mm-hmm. And like when we first got together at the like the initial party or whatever, I think it was a party after you saved the Druid Grove. Mm-hmm. Like I hit up Carlac immediately and she's like, I don't see you like that. I was like, what? So that happened to me. I don't think you had the same problem I did. There was a bug at the time where because I had accepted- oh, I rejected you. Everyone just, has yeah. sort of rejected me. I've been coming on to almost everybody and I'm like, <laughs> come on. I'm hot shit. What's going on here? I'm playing a tiefling, all right? A tiefling oh that also has dragon abilities. So I've got like scales on my face. Like I'm like, OP, oh my gosh, I want to see your guys' characters. Yeah, her name is Rembrandt. She's cool. And I got a, I got a pretty dragon lady that's a bard. She, yeah. You know, yeah. She You're occasionally murders owl bears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a barbarian and she has moon buns and long braids. She's like, and her hair is blue and black. She's pretty bad i'm just is she, upset is she, a like, is she like your barbarian sailor scout she's pretty pretty much yeah i mean like i basically just made her me she's got scars all over her face though but yeah because she's cool yeah so she's like cool. so like i've come on to carlac and she's like no we're good i mean i got her her infernal stuff i hugged her after she got fixed enough to touch people thinking that that might go somewhere Aww. nothing i let asterian bite me whenever he wants nothing I let, like i've flirted with gail who is weird gail is the worst he's a bit of a simp that gail he's why, a little... why is gail the worst like i don't i think every time got... i interact with him 
He's just a, I mean, he's like, yeah, I used to get with a goddess all the time and now she's mad at me. It's like, okay, bro. Like, you Gale got a mullet. Super toxic. Okay. Gail is talking toxic. Asterian's toxic. Lizelle's definitely. But Lizelle, I don't know if it's, she's Shut up, really, they're, they're, it's... Pretty much they're all toxic except for Carla. Carla. She's yeah. the only one that's just like, hey. Shadow Heart's kind of a sweetheart. It's just she follows like a really weird religion that's kind of like into suffering. She follows like a murder goddess. So <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. Lindsay, Shadow Heart's liking me a lot. And yeah. I think it's because I listened to her. I don't know why. Yeah, you're like, I'm a good listener. Yeah, I just, and it's like, I ask her questions, and she, it's always like, Shadow Heart approved, Shadow Heart approved, Shadow Heart approved. So I'm like, yeah, everyone approves of me pretty much all the time, except for Lazel probably thinks like I'm too soft or whatever. But so I feel like I'm in everyone's good graces, but no one's hooking up with me. And I'm just like, what? Well, I I encountered a bug where because I accepted Lazel's offer to have a one night stand fling, the game, the game like, locked us into a relationship and for whatever reason Carlac just wasn't about it so I had to restart reject Lazelle to be like sorry girl we're done and she's like whatever I, I was just in it to hit it anyway and I was like all right good for you girl and then I go to Carlac and she's like hey let's cuddle and I say all right oh my god so you can get into relationships with them like uh, like beyond just hookups yeah, yeah, like there's oh, like yeah. ending. Yeah, there's yeah, like oh, yeah. ending. Okay, I don't know. I don't think Asterion and I are in a relationship. He's uh definitely you know what's funny? Like the I next feel like morning, if you let someone the suck next your morning, blood I nightly, definitely had the next morning feels. I was like, how do I approach him now? <laughs> what do I say? And I'm like, why this is a fucking game. This is a like, fucking this is game. Why am I I'm like, all right, what am I gonna say? Like, what I was just like, this is so weird. This is funny. I guess we could, James. I don't know if your wife plays with you, but I'm also wondering if part of the reason is because my husband is the host for the game. If maybe like it's shutting me out of certain things. Oh, that's that, technically that not be. my campaign. That so maybe, yeah, because I'm be the host dumb. of mine. Oh, okay. I'm the host of mine. But Dustin hooked up with Lizelle, but I think Lizelle oh. will kind of hook up with anybody. So. Okay, well, if Dustin was successful. <laughs> I'm using you for your body. That's all I know. Lizelle's low hanging fruit, though. I think Dustin was just like, (laughs) Dustin saw me talking to Asterion, and he's like, anybody, anybody want the dwarf? (laughs) (laughs) The the S scene, the A scene was like, I was looking over at his, and I was just like, I don't, I don't know. How, do, how, do, how does that even work? Is like, how do the parts fit together? It's like pretty graphic, too. Like, Matt was. Oh, it was. Matt yeah, also I was streaming. With, Matt plays with like his group of friends or something. So it's like four dudes. Oh, God. Oh, they, yeah. they get pretty saucy. Yeah. Someone got a DJ oh, yeah. out of it. Like, I was like, wow, really? Like, it's not even just like. <laughs> missionary hookup type stuff going on so like, i i my, there was a screw up and uh, it was right before it was before they made the major patches and mm-hmm. i like didn't quite get how the different like layers of clothes worked uh-huh. and i didn't i didn't realize that once you get to nighttime it automatically switches to like your underclothes yeah and so yeah, we had this like once. oh yeah we had this scene it was the scene where will's the demon first shows up yeah and my dragon lady just shows up just like completely naked Boobs out, yeah well i mean she didn't scales i guess yeah like, yeah and uh it was it was and everyone else is like clothed and i was like oh my god they must all think i'm, I'm yeah you know insane. how you have that like that person in the cube that talks to you and is trying to convince you to do certain things or whatever i made the same mistake where i <laughs> attempted to change the clothes and then it went into this full-on cut scene of them just explaining to me you know how the story works whatever but i'm just nude i'm just like yeah. 
completely I nude. No nudity. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> wasn't I'm not wearing, streaming. I just wasn't wearing streaming. any pajamas. I guess. I was That's like, true. Yeah. I guess. So when we were going around the camp, Dustin and I, everyone in the chat's like, "Hey." You know, romance this person, romance this person. Dustin and I were like, where's Withers? I want to, I want to romance <laughs> Withers. And Withers, you go up to him and he's like, hello, what would you like to buy? And I was like, come on, Withers. Like, everybody's getting it on, Withers. Like, come yeah. on. And Withers likes to watch. Withers likes to stand <laughs> like, in the so corner what? and watch. That's what he does. I heard Withers' dialogue options, too, are like, kind of dicey. Like, you can mess stuff up with him and he'll. Oh, really? And like, he's bad delicious. things happen. Oh, I just mean like you can make him mad. You can make him mad, and then he's just like, "All right, I don't, oh, don't make Withers mad." Whether you can't change your class anymore, you can't respect or anything. Oh, hey, pro tip by the way: if yeah. you get the other that the in story bard, the one from Act One in your camp, and Bola? he offers to, yeah, if you, let him, if you let him do a lobotomy on you, it's worth it. <laughs> I always it's back out because he's like, yeah, I always back. Oh, out. he totally he. He gouges out your eyeball, but he gives you a new eyeball that lets you see invisibility at all times. Oh, oh that's true. It's I really know. useful. I'm a little vain. I yeah. did not. I'm vain. I heard like I'm covered in scars, but they're important. Yeah, no, no, exactly. you're, the eye looks good. Eye looks totally good. Does it? Does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. do some research on that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're supposed to talk about anime. And we yeah. Spend, like, and now I'm wondering like if you can romance Volo, which no, you can. <laughs> you can definitely. <laughs> Oh yeah, I talked to him. Who would romance Volo? No one, but you can. Yeah, I talked to him, and he was like, "You're having a wonderful evening. Who do you want to be spending your time with?" Like, I'm like, our, it was very like roundabout, and I was like, "Is Volo hitting on me right now?" And I was like, "Volo's <laughs> is he hitting on me or writing a song about my exploits?" I'm not really yeah. sure. Yeah. I don't okay. know that that party like James you said there was that glitch like I was like everybody was like so horny like I was like this is like weird like I get it people drink and like their inhibitions go away but I was like this game is like no but they're like not was only do I want you so but you're the most important person in my life like, it's been <laughs> yeah. it has been two days Lizelle uh, you were <laughs> threatening intense. to kill me 48 hours ago oh my yeah. god Lizelle Anyway, what were we talking about? Anime? Yeah, so I had one bit of anime news that I wanted to share with our uh, our audience today, and this is on top of Dis- this is also Disney related. So if you're a Disney fan, hey, keep listening. Um, a director and Disney veteran crew member Andrew Simmons, who's he's worked he worked on The Little Mermaid. Um, he also worked on The Lion King and Brother Bear, and he used to be at the uh, the Disney's Florida studio, which um, shut down a while back. But when he was there, they were working on a film called The Flower. Now, I'm a little iffy on whether this was supposed to be a full-length film or if it was supposed to be more like a short that would run in front of a full-length film. But it was uh, set in Japan and would have been Disney's first ever film set in Japan itself. And he's revived the project and they're bringing on uh, Japanese animators to also work on it. And they've done a, uh, some crowdfunding, and it's it's slated for release early next year. So I just thought this was really cool. Uh, yeah. Let me pull up that the, uh, with a ten thousand dollar bill. That has to be a short, right? That has to be like yeah, a- yeah. It's definitely a short. So this is what uh, the key art for it looks like. It's only supposed to be about four minutes long, and reminds I, me of um, the tale of Princess Kaguya. Yeah, yeah, the art style does remind me a bit of that. But before anyone gets like, oh, they're, you know, was this inspired by that or or whatever? This was initially 
started in 1998 around the time Disney was working on Mulan. So yeah. that was uh, kind of the, the through line there. Um, and just, we only have like a little bit of information about the story so far, but it's supposed to be set in 15th century Japan. And it's supposed to intersect the lives of several people bound together by a tragic fate. So I think it's all supposed to be sad. Um, so as the flower, as you see in the key visual here, floats down the river and through their lives, we experience a story of strength, loss, and remembrance for those we love. And it also, um, for our podcast listeners, the key visual not only has like this red flower, but it also has a paper lantern floating on a river, which is like a traditional practice of like um, saying goodbye to the deceased is you would light these paper lanterns and send them floating down the river. Or if it's Higurashi, um, it's, <laughs> you know, not so good when that happens but we're not talking about Higurashi so um it has a lot of veteran Disney veterans working on it uh this includes like Jason Wilson who was on the Princess and the Frog storyboard artist Tim Hodge from Mulan um editor yeah editor Erica Dapkowitz from Puss in Boots and composer Mm -hmm. Colin O'Malley and as well as the artistic advisors Tom Bancroft also from Mulan and producer is Nicholas R. Zabley Apologies if I got that wrong, Zabley, from uh, Star Wars Visions. So uh, they've also got uh, an animator, Smin Huang, who worked on Pop Team Epic, uh, signed on for this. Random. So, yeah, like yeah. All of these are like very romantic fairy tales. And it's like, and Pop Team Epic, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, just this should be coming out early this year. It was considered lost, I guess, until now. So I was, I'm pretty excited to, to see it turn out. So that's uh, that's your Disney anime crossover for the That's week. cute. I want to yeah. see more. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you guys head over to Anime News Network too, you can find a link to the crowdfunding page for it. Uh, regardless of how much money is raised, they do intend to release it. It was just the funding was to like show it additionally at, like festivals and things like that, which can actually get pretty expensive. So, oh yeah. 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 They're really expensive. Yeah. So with that said, why don't we talk about, uh, should we do Zom 100 or Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen first, guys? Ooh. I feel like there's more to talk about with Jujutsu, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do Jujutsu. Both are solid episodes. Both were pretty solid episodes. Um, Zom 100 really got into like Shizuka's past this week about her dad. And I don't know, I guess we could talk about the dog. Speaking of, we, my, we, we don't have to. We can we just. That was the not, last thing I was thinking about with the Zom 100s. It was the worst thing. Ever. It was so, I was oh. so upset yeah. by the, the dad and the dog. Part. So, you know what? Um, we'll put a pin in that and we'll come back to it because uh, I'm hyped about the return of Jujutsu Kaisen, the new opening sequence. It's so good. It's so good. The song is so good. Um, it's maybe my favorite that the show's ever done. The open. That's that's, that's bold. Yeah, 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 the first season, the first season opening and ending was really good. But it yeah. was, yeah. This one sure. just got such like it's got such. It was vibes. really edgy. It was like all like red and dark and nineties like vampire vibes is that am i thinking yeah it was all very yeah, yeah lots of red yeah mahito mm-hmm. like skipping through the subway just murdering. yeah and then the oh my god that, that was so good. good yeah yeah um, mahito is so i love mahito he's yeah. so scary he's so scary and seeing him back was so rewarding but yeah. i don't know where you guys want to start so i won't talk about uh, i think we should first start with the humor 
of <laughs> the beginning of the episode, right? So the episode opens kind of, it's not nearly as serious as where we left off at in, with that prologue arc, right? It's just Yuji and Nobara and Megumi are like hanging out and Yuji really wants to go see the human... James, do you remember what the name of the movie is? Uh, it's a Human Earthworm 4. Human Earthworm yeah. 4, which is definitely like a funny take on Human Centipede, a movie I watched once and never needed to watch again. Um, Jackie, what did, uh, what did you think of our worm boy? Um, our- first of all, I hate horror movies, and like uh-huh. this was like super disturbing to me. Really? Like the turning a person into a worm and then like. Ever, and then them all beating him to death and then the little baby worms being like me i was like this is scary like i know it's supposed to be a joke but i was like this is horrific yeah um but it was fun to see um eugene and megomi and nobra again then it had this like st- strange romance twist with itadori and the tall girl who yeah used to be overweight and short and i was kind of like huh um and I don't know, that whole section kind of was like, I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't know if it was like trying to insinuate that like Nobra might kind of have a crush on Itadori, but then in the end, Itadori doesn't end up like feeling the tall girl as much, or maybe that's going to be explored later. The whole part, like that whole scene kind of like, I was like, huh, like. It did knew- seem like a little disconnected, right? After they yeah. set up all of the work going um, from the previous arc, you think we're just going to be kind of fed into like stuff with ghetto or or whatnot i think the point of it was both to like kind of reset the tone to show the shows you know still got its comedy chops going like it doesn't have to be dark all the time because the last arc was like really dark dark. Mm -hmm. um so that's why we got that extended earthworm man human earthworm four bit but uh let's not forget the best ping pong uh, battle that we've seen since ping pong the animation (laughs) yeah yeah that ping pong scene where they were talking about so um that was that was really good. I felt uh, bad for Jackie. What's your boy's name? Aoi Toto. Yeah, Toto. Toto. I felt bad for Toto because he's like, yeah, I submitted, you know, basically for uh, Itadori to get a promotion, and then we're gonna be like best buddies, and we're gonna go on curse, you know, curse killing fights together. And the lady who's playing ping pong with is like, you know, if you are the one who recommends him, you can't be paired together. Yeah, right? that was brutal. Yeah. And then he just like, he just like unalived. He unalived. Yeah, he was like, was so bad. He was. <laughs> there were a lot of really good faces in this episode too like the show wasn't scared to like get into the sort of (laughs) this one I was yeah this one with Toto was good and there's another one with uh, some with Nobara in here that that came up yeah so that all this was really good I felt like yeah the introduction of the girl was kind of out of left field but if I had to guess um, she's she's totally getting later she does seem, uh, if she is going to be like a character that's involved in the story, my guess is that she's probably going to die horribly because also she's no like, one's allowed to love anyone. In yeah. And she's, yeah. and she's insecure and vulnerable, which like they love to like, what was the name of the guy from the first season? Remember he was super insecure and vulnerable. And the, oh, the one that Mojito took advantage of and yeah. turned into a monster. So it's like, this is a girl who's definitely you know got some insecurity issues because she's like oh i'm playing into the standard of what society wants and being like tall and skinny now and i don't even you know what i mean like i was just like hmm, i don't know i liked her yeah i, I do like her i don't I like know that i agree that she's insecure out. though because i feel like yeah. actually she sort of was like hey even when before she got taller 
Yeah. She's she says like, you're not. I don't want to like someone who I never have a chance with, or or who doesn't like me. And like, yeah, you, that was you a realize good that line. her attachment or her affection to Itadori is not because um, she just kind of liked him from afar, but it was actually because when she was insecure about her weight, he was like, no, I like her anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, these are the good features I see in her. And they were things she hadn't even considered about herself. Like he liked her handwriting and yeah, he actually liked that she enjoyed her lunch and wasn't like overly picky and stuff and yeah. saw those as, as positive traits. So well, she, has, she has that great like, line where she says, like, why am I, why am I judging myself based on the standards of people that I hate? Yeah. Like, why, I mean, why would was, I? That was the part where I thought she showed insecurity when she said that, because she was like, like, oh, I need to be at the standard. You know what I mean? Like she, she felt all these things, but then she was like, okay, like, but the standard still exists in my mind. Or I'm right. The standard. So that's yeah. why I was like, I still felt like, and then also if she felt like she didn't want to chase Eda Dory, then why is she? You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm just kind of like, I don't know. There's question marks with the girl. I I just feel like she's definitely vulnerable. You yeah. know what I mean? And so it's like you said, like maybe something bad's gonna happen. Look at Ida Dory's hair in this. This is middle school, right? Like this is a guy who uses a lot of product. He, he's rocking that look way better than uh, what's his butt from Gundam. Oh yeah, this is like a uh, ghoul. This is what they but... were going for. With oh my gosh, it is. That is <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah, but Ghouls didn't pull it off as well, unfortunately. Yeah. Now, this face is ridiculous. Yeah, this is Nobara like that. realizing that, uh, I think her name was Yuka. Was it Yuka? I think the, Yuko. Yuko. Or Yuko. Uh, that she was into Isidori and Nopara no, just being completely uh, flabbergasted. So by that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so And cute. Megumi does the same thing later in the episode. So I just thought all of that. I didn't miss them. I didn't miss Megumi and Nobara and uh, Yuji a lot. So it was like yeah. up the back. And then just see them like, you know, having fun teenager chat. Like, this girl's a crush on Itadori. Like, I don't know. It was cute. It was cute. This is very cute. Then Mahito shows up and shit gets dark. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. We can talk I'm about sorry. I, I, I really just wanted cute. to point out that text exchange between between Nobara and Yuji where she's just, she just like airdrops the address and she's like, come. And he's like, yeah. why? She's just like, come. Oh, That's so great. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. so great. And so their personality is like, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we talked about this a lot. Um, yeah. So this is where things get wild because yeah. um, I loved Mecha Boy. I don't know what his name was, you know. Um, Mechamaru. Uh, Mecha, uh, Mechamaru, there you go. Yeah. And, um, you know, I felt yeah. bad for him because he was like all, you know, Really living in, in a bathtub. In a bathtub, yeah. I was like, I don't know how to say this nicely. I, I have, really I have questions about. He's that. living in the saw bathtub from the first. Yeah, of saw all film. things, <laughs> the saw bathtub. You're right. Yeah. Um, why? I have questions about Makamaru slash uh, Kokichi. Like, why? Why is he in a bathtub? I'm like, assuming it like him? keeps him alive, or like. Yeah, him, I think he like, needs his... to be close to that device. Like, remember, there's all those wires and stuff like that. So, like, where's his mom and that. dad? He is a minor. Not around. This is an anime, Lindsay. No parents. They're, they're, Where, where's Yuji's parents? Where's Megumi's parents? Well, one of them's Where's everybody's alive. mom and dad? And yeah. if they're not there, fine. But, like, why can't he be in a bathtub, like, in a hotel or something? Why is he in a bathtub in a warehouse? Well, do you see all the machinery is, he's connected yeah. to? 
am I like hallucinating in remembering some line about like how he he's like located like roughly at like the center of the city yeah, or he's, something? He, I thought it was so that he has like the greatest the reach for his puppets or something. Yes, yes, that's right, James. Yeah, okay, okay, they put yeah. his location is for like it's some sort of strategy. I oh. thought it was under the school, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's a part of the city. Okay. Maybe I made that up, but it's, okay. it's it, they definitely said like it's in this like location so his puppets can be most effective. By the way, his fight with um, Mahito was like Naruto's clone ability plus like Gara's puppet stuff from yeah. like I don't even remember what part of Naruto, and I was like freaking out. I was just screaming for joy because it was just so fun. I was like, oh my it, god! It I'm is taking every ounce of my being not to scream like an insane teenager at the Evangelion that he just <gasps> pops up out of nowhere. It was epic. That was so epic. Yeah, I really liked this episode. I thought the beginning was a little weird. Like I said, yeah, totally, thing the girl, like, yeah. I was like, I don't get it. But Mojito's back and Mojito's like, why should I help this guy? And then he's like, turn me. And then like, Mahito's like, I'm gonna turn you into a caterpillar. And I was like, oh my God, please don't make Mahito mad. Like the whole time I'm just like, please kid in the tub, just shut the F up. Like, please, yeah. Mahito will literally turn you into like, mash your body into a pinky size and just like stick you in his pocket. You know, like, so, I was yeah. like please shut so it's, up. It's, it's probably worth pointing out for anyone that may, might have forgotten about this subplot that this whole thing is coming about because um, there was a mole, there was a traitor yeah. who's been working with the curse users and um, basically is like the reason they were able to get into um, the school at the end of last season, if I remember okay. correctly. I think that's like directly tied to this. Okay. Um, and we learned that it, Bekamaru is, he's the mole. He's the one that was um, working with Mahito and, um, oh my God, I'm just forgetting his name, even though- Ghetto. Ghetto, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And- um, uh, in exchange for getting his body fixed up by right, Mahito. yeah, because he gets like a whole magical girl transformation at the end of this with like a a new fleshy body and everything, so he can walk around and he wiggles his toes and stuff. I thought that was really neat. Um, James mentioning Ghetto, I think we have to kind of like acknowledge the weirdness though. Ghetto's supposed to be dead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, he has a brain scar. That explains he it, right? Yeah, he's got a weird scar across the middle of his forehead that hasn't been accounted for in the story proper. Um, and I'm going to go out on a... Do you guys think he acts kind of different? Watch JJK Zero, and then you watch um, any of the interactions that Ghetto has in the first season. Season one. Season one. Their personalities are vastly different. I, I mean, I want to kind of hand it to Takahiro Sakurai, though, because... He's voicing them both, but he's getting like, he's giving them completely different vibes, like post JJK Zero and pre JJK Zero and the and the previous arc, right? Like, I don't feel like he sounds like, or even his inflections don't even really seem the same. If you if you told me that they like they secretly cast two different voice actors, you could gaslight me into believing it. So like, yeah. oh yeah, they're like they don't even really sound anything alike. Right, because you know. cause original like original Ghetto from the previous arc in JJK Zero, like he had like inflections and sort of a theatricality sometimes. Once he decided to go like full evil, like he's very Definitely. like kind of like um, evangelist sort of like about himself, like really like kind of exuberant about his power. We also haven't heard him call anyone a monkey. Or anything, yeah. I he's think in, not the same person in in the first all. season or 
uh, this guy. I immediately noticed it after having watched the previous arc and then watching this. I was like, he does, his voice sounds different. It's like much more just like kind of flat compared to before. Like it's just yeah. not not the same. So yeah, he was like, you know, the the most heart wrenching thing about him and um gojo when they're like on that uh street and they're like looking at each other and he's literally just like come at me you know like i can i can give you a decent fight you know what i mean and then gojo's like i don't even want it to go there you know what i mean i i don't know i just thought like ghetto ghetto was arguably not as strong as gojo i think most people would say that but i think ghetto always had like some like kind of like wild card yeah feature about him like you just knew like Maybe not as strong as Gojo, but you just never knew because there was just something like really strange about him. I don't know. Maybe this is just me, my interpretation. No, no, you're right. Yeah. Because, um, you know, his one of his abilities is basically like consuming curses and then he can utilize them after the fact. So there was always the possibility that he could find some kind of new curse that we hadn't seen before or find, you know, a way to utilize a curse that uh, we hadn't seen him utilize and that could change up uh like the battle dynamics with any of the characters so like mojito is completely unhinged and like not easy to control though i know but it's also like ghetto was like super smart and like everyone said like very charismatic and very yeah. attractive like it's just like he's a very yeah, I mean, I guess, if him. i was gonna try to like overthrow the the fundamental power structures of society i would try to like steal robert pattinson's body yeah, it's like ghetto is like you get it. I could get I could get really far doing that, right? Like yeah. I, I really... It's like you get why he picked ghetto. But anyway, moving yeah. on. Yeah. There's a there's a mech. It looks like an Ava. Everything's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Uh, ultimate Mechamaru mode. Absolute armored puppet. Ultimate Mechamaru prototype zero. Which I definitely died. does sound like the name of an Ava. Well, like, and this giant like tech. I I died. I died. It looks like an revived. Ava a little bit. I, th yeah. I got the chin. Yes. The chin is so. Yeah. Ava. Yeah. The chin and, and the eyes remind me of um, the ones from End of Evangelion. You know. They have, yeah. Like, a whole bunch. Very. Uh, he, yeah. They're bulkier. The Avas are really like lanky, right? But yeah, like, yeah. This is bulkier. But I was just like. Yeah. This dude's I don't buff. Know. It's a great amalgamation of like the mecha we love because the Gundams are a little bit more bulky, right? So like yeah. I don't know, they did it. I I was like, okay, JJ. But it was it was also definitely named by a teenager because look at all those kanji at the bottom. It's like yeah, oh, like yeah. who decided the name of the mecha? Juniest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. All that's missing is a reference to like Norse mythology or yeah, or like or a, it needs to have like one word like really big in English, like yeah. absolute, but it's it's yeah. in English. Um. So He's if I was perfect. following correctly, uh, Kokichi got his new body, but now he's kind of like, all right, I'm not really hanging with you guys anymore. And he's switching no, yeah, fights he, back, right? He, oh well, my God. His current mission is to get to Gojo. To when I was know, hey, watching this, the oh, sorry, spirits are planning something. When oh, I was okay. watching this, I was screaming at the TV and I was like, do not try to beat mojito <laughs> and then he's like i can take on mojito and then ghetto's over there and he's like just smiling at him and like from the side yeah and he's like okay i can get out of this i'm like dude you cannot get out of this <laughs> i'm like it's mojito and ghetto i'm like what is this kid thinking i don't care if you're in a giant mech like run like yeah. do not fight them do not take them on like just run if you have any fighting chance but i guess he kind of is like oh i gotta get gojo but like he's trying to take mojito on i was like what are you doing dude yeah like Nanami barely survived Mahito. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and this is a kid. No offense, like 
powerful but like also like i was like do not try to take on mojito and ghetto i was I'm literally like like terrified and laughing at the same yeah. time i was like is he like unhinged like there's no way no way i don't know i thought it was wild are the are to- the mechs like constructed based on like magical thought though like he doesn't have to literally build them right i kind of think he does I, I feel like he might. I feel like he this might. might be equivalent to me also going. Where are the parents? Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, you he know, just whatever. has one. Okay, the, yeah. The the, the 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 school has a really robust robotics program that he taps into. <laughs> Nick also points out. Uh, this might be a good point that he's a good um, opponent for Mojito because Mojito can't transfigure him because if he can't touch him, mm-hmm. so Mojito can't like directly use his curse powers i think to like manipulate the shape and stuff of the robot because it's not living that's and probably why he felt like he was able to that's strike a good that deal point. in the first place he had that because yeah, mojito says mojito goes oh that's where his soul is like in the cockpit because like remember he um, can't he does yeah. mojito does say something like oh that's where the soul is you yeah. know so maybe he can't i don't know though mojito is like I would, for coconuts. I would never even if i was like gojo i guess gojo wouldn't run from him but it's like if i was a kid if i was like itadori or megami or nobra yeah. or the mecha kid like i'd be like i'm out like yeah you gotta well, just i mean survive. he's basically just like a bishi frankenberry right like he's beatable you know, then a Frankenberry. Did you see him in the opening scene just skipping through a subway, like blowing yeah. people up? He's who's, no, who's his count chocula? Ghetto's <laughs> count chocula. That is so true. We need to make a TikTok that says that, like, literally, that it, yeah. it is. That is so true. Yeah, but then, but then, but then, who's Booberry? Who is the Booberry? The volcano head. Volcano head is Booberry? I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would work. I almost feel like Mojito was more of a Booberry. Not for the comments. Which one of the curse users is Booberry? We need yeah, to get to yeah, the Yeah, let us know. This is very important. He's so unnecessary, and Booberry yeah. was unnecessary. Let's Are you dissing Booberry right now? Booberry? Are you dissing Booberry, Booberry to my face right now? in comparison to the Count and to Frankenberry. Yeah, sorry, Booberry. You're third. I can't be on You're this third. podcast anymore. I might have to... I can't wait. Are we like ranking? Are we ranking like serial, serial mascots? Mascots. Well, Tony the Tiger is definitely number one. Let's be honest. Well, all right. Okay. Are we just doing the limited edition Halloween mascots, or are we going? There's only three of those. Yeah. Where's which one is two K? Tricks the bunny had. I always felt bad for the bunny. I was like, come on. Who'd you feel worse for, Tricks the bunny or uh, the leprechaun? Oh, Tricks the Bunny. The Leprechaun's the bunny. a total serial killer. Yeah, he just wanted so to. The <laughs> yeah, Tricks the Bunny just wanted tricks. But tricks yeah, he just wanted kids. to try them. And the kids were like, no, you can't have it. You're a rabbit. And I'm like, that's speciesist. Yeah. And it's rude. You know? And he's just like, tricks are delicious. I love tricks. Oh, I we've love... forgotten Fruit Brute, apparently. People are pointing out that we have committed Fruit Brute. You know, right. I did not you know Fruit right. Brute. I didn't even know who Fruit Brute He's the Frankenstein you... of the group. Yeah. Isn't there a werewolf too? I okay. I did not I even know Fruit Brute existed. I'm not joking. Did not even know he existed. There was a mummy, right? Yeah. Am I making this up? Breakfast no. mummy. <laughs> you like mummy cereal? No, maybe not. There is oh, no wow, breakfast really? mummy. Maybe this is a Berenstain Bear situation. 
with the mummy. No, 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 no. Fruit Brute is the werewolf. Frankenberry is the Frankenstein. Oh, okay. Okay. Fruit Brute is a werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. Fruit Brute is a werewolf. Frankenberry is the Frankenstein. Uh, Stussy for life. And then Booberry. Booberry. No, nobody liked Booberry. Stussy for yummy, life is saying there's mummy. a new one. Yummy Mummy was. Yummy Mummy? Okay. And supposedly there's now a Carmella Creeper. Okay. She's I mean, new. That's fine. I mean, caramels are, uh, that's, a, that's a valid flavor, I suppose. Fruity yeah. Yummy Mummy. So funny. It's the mummy, guys. Okay, so we're so off the rails again. Okay, so someone please just make this like, you know, like a, a infographic and I'll yeah, share we it. A, we, we need a whole fan cast. Uh, who are the, the Monster Mash serial mascots of the curse users of Jujutsu Kaisen? I'll put it on the ad anime Twitter account. So if you would like this shared with almost 2 million oh, people. Oh, Carmella Creeper. Yeah. I wonder if she's like zombie or more like a spider based on the name. Speaking of zombies. Hmm. Zombie, she's zombie. <laughs> yeah, speaking of zombies, yeah. Speaking of zombies, Zom 100 um, is back this week. Next week will be a recap, and then there'll be two more episodes. By and the then way, uh, Mech Kid is totally going to get unalived. He ain't surviving. Akira? We, we, no, Kokichi. Oh, uh, oh, Kokichi. We did just find out that he has a big old crush on Blue Hair Girl. So. Yeah, he's... Oh, I'm does sorry. he crush on her? Oh, this mm. character is so... He's yeah. like, we've kind of gotten attached to him and we've seen him have a comeback. Like, if I was an author, say. I feel like it's going to be that thing where he's going to like crawl his way to uh, Gojo oh. to be like, they're coming. The curse users are coming. And then he's going to like melt or something. A hundred percent. Yeah. And he's like, his form is going to be going away and it's just going to be like, yeah. Yeah. It'll be his old body again. Like, going to be bad. Be, he's know. not making it. He is not making it. Like yeah. I, I bet, a, like a hundred percent of my heart, he's not making it. Like as soon as he was like, "Mahito and Ghetto, I'm good." But someone did comment that like it was hilarious that his, his solution was like, "I gotta find Gojo," which I was like, "Yeah, that's like what I would be like, like yeah, for real." Um, I would be exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't pick up that him like he liked blue haired girl. I don't know well, why. But there, there was like a there's like one frame where he's like about he's like fighting and you see like the the shot of her smiling yeah and him. she's like um, you know the whole it's her hair and then she's like it's that shot <laughs> that exact shot for audio only listeners jackie just did the exact shot that you're all thinking of when we yeah. say the I'm shot where the girl turns to the camera and yeah. smiles yeah and, yeah. yeah it's like so he's funny. behind her in class and then she just like turns around and giggles at him and everything's right in the world I don't know why, but like I know she was in the the, the Kyoto arc, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I I thought she was giving me like major like Yuri vibes. Like I thought she had yeah, something I going agree, on with another I girl. I agree with you. I was I was in the same boat. Poor Kokichi. Maybe she had like some kind of flirty moments with Nobara. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it might have been no, well, or maybe Maki. Maybe maybe it was Maki. I'll have to look she it up. She just had a vibe. Like yeah. I agree. I just was like maybe I wasn't it's a like suit, which might not be fair, but I mean she wears yeah. a suit all the time too, so it's sort of. Well, what was well, her wasn't again, she, wasn't she the one where she was like, "I'm literally just here so I can get a, a job and pay my bills." I think <laughs> that was I think that was her. And someone else is pointing out, no, it wasn't Miwa. So like, hold on, what's this uh, blue-haired JJK girl? Okay, that's yeah, that's Google. Miwa, and then. <laughs> Miwa, am I gonna spoil this love interest? If it spoils, I won't. I won't share. Um, 
Yeah, I must have imagined this, I think. I think I'm mixing her up with someone else. And Miwa likes Miwa's thing was the one she wanted a selfie with Gojo. So never mind. I'm I'm definitely thinking of a different Kyoto arc. Girl. Anyway, Mecha Boy's dying. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's it's the girl whose hair literally looks like a broom who rides a broom. I think. Oh, been... she's so cute. Yeah, oh, the is. witch. The, is that the, the witch. witch girl? Yeah. Like, yeah. Vibes from her. You thought she liked Mecha Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Nick's like says we're getting her mixed up with the witch girl who's big on Maki's sister. So it's. To be uh, fair, they introduced like a dozen characters in that. Yeah, time, maybe. That was like a year and a half ago. So it's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. So Zom One Hundred though. Uh, where we last left off on that is Akira and his gang had um, ended up at a truck stop after his old boss put down a tire strip and basically trapped them and then forced them to work things off in order to get it fixed. And that caused Akira to start spiraling because his, his boss starts engaging in the same kind of like workplace harassment that he used to deal with. And she's you a sees it. You owe me. You did this for me. You owe mm-hmm. me. Yep, yep. He just did that like the whole time. And everybody, not just Akira. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's doing that to everybody while he doesn't contribute really anything himself. He says some really gross stuff to Shizuka while he's there, like really oh, sexist, man. misogynistic yeah. stuff. Um some of it I couldn't even screen cast. But he is like, so awful. Get trouble, when he hit like. the the old lady and yeah. I was like, you were just straight. Someone's yeah. a straight PTSD episode. That episode was hard to watch. Yeah. I have I still think Zom is my favorite of the season, and I think it's because it's like very real. Like yeah. that is like people deal with this stuff. Like it's a huge social commentary. Like yeah. Um, I I think that people like. Sorry, I'm gonna get real heavy here. So it's like okay. in humanity, like people are predator or prey, and it's like it's very it's very important for us to try to not lean one way or the other, right? To be like the best human we can. But we have these tendencies to kind of be preyed upon or to be the person who preys upon people, right? And this person, which the girl, I forgot her name, points out like very obviously, he's like so insecure, so wants to have control over everything. And was probably like preyed upon really badly when he was younger. So that's why he's like trying to get all this control of the situation is preying on people like so hard, you know? Yeah. And I'm not sympathizing with this guy because it's like he is way too old to like have sympathy for. Like it's like, okay, like if you haven't like noticed these weaknesses about yourself, um, tried to work on them you're in a zombie apocalypse of all things. Like, it's like, I understand like maybe some people are like, Oh, well it's a zombie apocalypse. People are even more so like, how do I protect myself? Cause they're in fight or flight mode. But I was just like, it's like, the, so then Akira's on the other end of that, right? Like he's right. someone who's like constantly preyed upon and like kind of a people pleaser. And it's like, I think what was really beautiful about this episode was like, it shows both sides and not just with Akira and the boss. Like you see other people being preyed upon and other people being kind of not very nice, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's very important to be balanced. And so like, and sometimes you need people to help balance you, which was really beautiful. Cause the girl like wrote on his book, you know, that, and then in the end when he was like, Oh, I think I'm going to stay here. She's kind of like the one who slaps him back to reality, you know? But like, I just, I think that this anime just does a great job of like, I like Lindsay, if I were you, I'd want my like boys to watch it. You know, like it's a very good, like 
this is how you should be. Like this is yeah. the type of human being you should be. And these type of people exist. There are people who are going to prey upon you. There are people who are avoiding attachment, like that girl, you know, she's been hurt so much and she had her dad unalived her puppy dog and stuff like that. She doesn't want to get, have a relationship with anybody. Yeah. Cause like yeah. the only relationship she knows are awful. You know, like, I just think that like, it's a very like heavy and deep story. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly like, I'm happy we talked about JJK because JJK is just fun, right? Mecca, Mojito, blowing up people like crazy. But it's yeah. like every time I watch Zom, and I know some of the episodes have not been as weighty as others, but like it's been, there's always been like this like very feel good theme in the end. And like I just am so happy that Akira, even if he's in the zombie apocalypse, like at least he's like being true to himself. And like the best part was like, you know, like, yes, people do stuff for you, but like, you don't really owe anyone anything if it's like hurting you or hurting your soul, yeah. or, like making you not be yourself. Like, you can be like, thank you, but like, this just isn't a good fit. We're just not compatible. Or like, yeah, like, thank you for what you've done, but like, I'm not going to be able to do more for you here. It was like a really great lesson in setting boundaries. I was like, every child should watch this. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And then also like I hate to like I hate to get even more like heavy here and then I'll I'll pass the baton because I know I'm talking a lot. But like my friend's um kid, my friend's my friend has a friend and their kid went to camp and the kid got bullied ruthlessly at the camp and got like locked in a closet and that like literally girl has like anxiety issues now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I'm not blaming her parents, but it's just like it's so important to have these like conversations about like you know, protecting yourself and having boundaries and like not getting preyed upon, you know, because it's like, I definitely I'm not going to sit here and say, um, I'm one way or the other. I think for me, it's been I've I've been the person who's been like kind of bossy and needs to reel it in. And I've also been the person who's especially when it comes to work, like Zom 100 has spoken to me a lot. But it's just like I felt so sad that this happened to this little girl. And like I'm not blaming her parents. It's like nobody in our society has conversations about this stuff. And like the little girl who bullied her is is probably getting bullied at home or like you know what i mean so it's just kind of like this whole thing of like we have to maintain this balance within ourselves and also hold other people accountable for their balance you know and i think like the whole story was like the girl helping akira and like akira still saving the boss but like you know what i mean like it was just a very it's like all about balance i sound so zen saying this stuff but like i, th I think zom 100 is like it's beautiful because it's like teaching people this in like a really digestible way and not like being like i'm a yogi and like tensegrity and like you know like stuff like that so yeah anyway i'm gonna be quiet now james what was uh what, what was your major takeaway from this episode um, yeah, I mean uh, a lot of what jackie said as far as i i really appreciated the themes of you know, after last week, putting Akira in that position of really regressing and and falling back in his his journey and 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 kind of reverting to his meek, subservient self, um, uh, I really loved a getting to learn a little more about Shizuka and then also having that be the thing that built up to his uh, unregression. You yeah. know, his you know what I mean. His uh, finding himself again. Yeah. Um, I I did think we mentioned Shizuka's dad, and mm -hmm. I I I don't even I don't even necessarily want to call it. It's, I don't know if it's a flaw because, like Jackie was saying, there are people like this in the world that are just truly, you know, amoral, asocial, 
uh, don't care about anything other than stepping on whoever they have to step on to be successful. And sometimes there is some like root underlying cause for that. And sometimes they're just naturally inclined to be the predator in society. Um, that being said, I did feel like Shizuka's dad being not only abusive, neglectful, um, a hyper-capitalist scumbag that um, they, they referenced like a real world like banking crisis that he like somehow managed to like crawl his way out of and profit on. Um, but to, to add literal puppy killer to that almost felt like a bridge too far. Not in like, not in like as far as taste, but almost just, it almost like nobody like, is really going to go to that extent. Yeah. Like that is wild. Or, or yeah. even, or even it just, it, it almost felt a little cheap. Like, in order to establish that Shizuka has gone through similar things that Akira has gone through, you know, we've had like several episodes of seeing all the different stuff that Akira went through. And like, yeah, some of the behavior of his bosses and stuff is equally exaggerated, but I felt like it felt maybe a little giving Shizuka short shrift to make her backstory. Oh, her dad sucked and killed her puppy. And like, yeah, yeah that's indicative of like the kind of life that she's lived up until now. And it explains why she is the way she is. But I don't know. I, I, I feel like, uh, like a abusive father that specifically murders their kid's puppy to like make a point about their place in society. It's almost become like a, like a trope or a cliche. I have seen probably someone else mentioned like Elfin Lead in here, which I've watched, yeah. but it's been a long enough time that I don't remember a specific like dog scene in that, right? And, but and there's Wolfenstein she, didn't too, she accidentally well. I think she tried to befriend the puppy, but remember she's like her hands are explosive and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think so, it didn't uh, end well. That's I, I haven't seen Elfin Lead in a while either, but there was another but there was another anime that I remember watching that kind of used the same sort of bit as like um a tragedy sort of <gasps> trope and what? Was- when lucy was a small child they her bullies beat it with a rock oh my god so why does anime do this to dogs anyway, i don't sorry. know like yeah the other the other one that i remember watching i can't remember the title of specifically it's just uh the main character's last name and she's she's got esp but like the first episode is like all the stuff all these horrible things that happen to her and it caps off with like I think it, it might be a kitten in that one instead of a puppy and then someone like killing it. And yeah. that's when she like finally like mm-hmm. mentally breaks or something. But like it, it's again sort of like this ultra tragic, horrible back. It was called, I think, Kotura-san was maybe the name of it. Aww. And people it's a show that I think most people don't remember. It doesn't have didn't have the staying power of like, say, Elfin Lead or something like that. But um I think for preview guide that season, a lot of people were like, this has gone so far off one side to the point where it almost seems like satire. Like it's hard yeah, to it's, like it's get emotionally like into it silly. because you've, yeah. you've kicked the dog. Like, yeah, you're, point. I see what James is saying. It was like kind of yeah. like really far. I also loved when they were describing the dad or she was like talking about him and she was like, he was so evil. Even the Americans were impressed. Or something. <laughs> and I was like, Dang. Yeah. Yeah, that was Dang. pretty good. Yeah, he was such the a vicious capitalist that, that yeah. the Americans like were, were like, oh, Americans. okay. I was like, wow, is this yeah. how Japan views this? Which probably they do. But I was just like, okay, you know, but yeah. But, yeah, with this specific story, though, I think, I mean, I did like how it seems like Shizuka has processed a lot of it to the point where, like, she, by the time she was an adult, 
you know, and her dad's telling her like, well, I'm only telling you all this advice about how you can't do what you want for your own good. And, um, Da, 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 da. And she's mentally thinking like, no, this is for your own reputation. You don't actually care about me. This is all for your mm-hmm. own social standing. It's all about you. Right. Um, and it, once again, where's her mom? I don't know. Um, I think that might be it. I think there's a lot of, a lot of her, ask her parents are. We already know it's anime. Sorry. You didn't tell me this girl didn't have at least a nanny or something. They're wealthy no, and no. the dad is too busy. Yeah. Where is this girl's maid? Everyone has a protective maid in the we, we were just talking last week about happy marriage, and yes. she yeah. also needs like that nice the, the nice maid lady who will yeah. help her. Undead her murder farce? What was the JJK? Yeah. They all have, you know, where's her nice maid? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know. also get vibes I, of, like, on a less serious note, though, is like, if you were, if, and I feel like maybe a lot of our audience may have experienced this, or I know a lot of people in the anime community, like, come from a similar background. If you were ever, like, the gifted one, in the family like even if uh the stuff with shizuka was extreme right um i still felt like there was a similarity if you've ever experienced like being that oh you have to be better than everyone else around you because Uh you have such and such ability and you're not meeting our expectations like you weren't really allowed to fail i think a lot of people can relate to that even if they didn't grow up you know, in this exact very even like just period. oldest child syndrome, right? Where like yeah, you know, you're watching you're watching all of your siblings like you know mess around and, and get up to trouble. But you know, when it comes to like uh, how how much leeway you have to to fail or to make mistakes and to learn from them, uh, it could be um, you know that, that that's a whole dynamic too that people have. Yeah, yeah I think that uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, was with the girl character and Lindsay you were saying like she could she could have been really bad like she could have followed in her dad's footsteps yeah right? like yeah. and she chose to heal that's yeah. why when she sees this old dude bossing everybody around she's like yeah you know what like I don't have any sympathy for you and you're wildly insecure and I see yeah. through your bs you know and yeah, she had I, already figured out her dad so she knew what this guy was about and I thought that was I thought that was also really good just that her adding that entry to uh, Akira's list is one of my favorite moments of the show so far. Yeah. Where that, yeah. I thought that was like, uh, especially because the show has been like building up her specifically her growing respect for him yeah, and her appreciation for his way of looking at the world. I thought that was yeah. really sweet. Yeah. I also liked um, the, the scene where, you know, the boss is going to step all over the notebook and Akira protects it because it's like a representation of like his hopes and dreams okay, all in like one yeah. spot. He's like, no, you don't get to step on this. Cause I still have, you know, things I want to do and things I care about. And it's more important than, you know, your BS little pseudo commune thing. You're trying to set up here that where no one is happy. Were right? you guys upset that um, Kosuke, I think his name is, were you upset that the boss didn't get eaten by zombies? I mean, you know what? I think it's almost better that he's like left alone. That's true. Like, yeah, that he like, like he was abandoned by yeah. everyone. They're like and no, alone. Yeah, yeah. And in I that was, scenario, because he won't be able to even if we don't see it on screen. Th- that guy can't survive without, 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 without being able others. to subjugate people. And now he doesn't yeah. have anyone to do that to. And anymore. to be honest, he might find others because I think like we see that in The Walking Dead and even The Last of Us, like. And and James, you were commenting about this a little bit. Like, 
I do feel like people naturally have like a predator or a prey mentality. I'm not saying that it's right for them to be that way. I'm just saying that that might be what they're pulled towards. But then you have to, again, like I was talking about, pull yourself towards balance, you know? But I think in these like fight or flight, I hate to say this too. Some people like to be bossed around and not have to think about things. You oh, know? absolutely. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't even. Someone that'll tell it's easier to, to have someone make all the decisions for you because then if you make a mistake, it's not your fault. A hundred percent. And I think that sometimes that's how people fall prey to these people even more so. But what I thought was the best part is like the truth will set you free, right? Like he was true to himself. He was like true to his heart. Like everyone was like, leave him to get unalive by the zombies. And he, that wasn't, that was not Akira's truth to do that. One of his goals was to be a superhero. What would a superhero do in that situation? A hundred percent, Lindsay. A hundred percent. And then he, he did, he did what was true to his heart, rescued him. And then like, in the end, like, hopefully, I don't know what's going to happen to the boss, but, like, that's, like, a super, like, to have your power taken away from you, I think that, one, I don't think during his entire life he ever had the power taken away from him, so I don't think he was mm-hmm. ever able to see what it was like without that power, you know? Yeah. So now that he is without the power, like, maybe he will turn around, you know? Maybe he'll get on alive by zombies and be walking around like I have a feeling we won't see it on screen though like I wouldn't be surprised if this is like the end of us seeing this character right like that arc and like the conflict he represented and what he represented for Akira like Akira's Akira's overcome that it's over and now this guy you know whatever happens to him it's not important because in the end Akira's trying to get to Gunma and see his parents but the next episode what was the next episode called do you guys remember I can't remember. I don't. I don't I, it, it hinted at where things are going. Oh, is it? Is it like hot spring? It's a hot spring. Ep- yeah, it's a hot spring. Episode. Are they so, finally going to meet Samurai Girl? I've been waiting for if, her to show up. I mean, they have made it very obvious that Samurai Girl is very buxom, buxom. So yep. Um, yep. I wouldn't be surprised if they decide to introduce her in a hot springs i mean episode, we, the right? show can be trashy and i'm not even saying that is necessarily a not in a disparaging way it's <laughs> just it's... sort of like in a zombie way right yeah. also like if i was in japan when this happened i think being stuck in a like onsen on a mountain or something might be you know, a, a good way to like try and wait it out Right, resources might be limited, but I've got I'm a sorry. hot spring. Lindsay is in a <laughs> mushroom hat, wearing the most decadent clothes in a in an RV van that looks like that yeah. has mushrooms on just, it somehow, just, and then just sipping like barley tea. Yes, yeah. by in an onsen area, like somehow made it to the mountains, and that, and she, and then everyone's like, she's the witch in the mountains, and then she's like, <laughs> like that is that. Are is you going to become the Auntie Ethel of the mountains? Yes, <laughs> literally, Lindsay is that. the Auntie Ethel of the zombie post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. So I'm glad that we clarified that for everybody. People Related, I tried mushroom like, coffee today, and it was good. Oh, it's so good. I'm obsessed. Yeah. We will discuss that later because I want to know which ones you try. Okay, sure, like. sure. Yeah. Aww. So, again, there won't be any Zom 100 next week. Uh, we'll have JJK to talk about and we'll catch up with another show probably. Should like- we do Undead Murder Farce or what are y'all liking? I, I'm kind of caught up with Happy Marriage. I think maybe I'm a couple behind, which was really good. I'm caught up on Happy Marriage now, I, but I need to revisit Murder Farce. So we could definitely do Murder Farce. I heard Murder uh, Farce fell week. off a little, but I did really want to kind of see what happened with the Phantom. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that wraps up in that arc. And now they're in another arc now with um, werewolves. Someone just put mushroom, mushroom. That's the first time Yawn has spoken. Mushroom, mushroom. That 
Murder animation Murder. is like 20 years old now, which, if not more. Did you ever really? see Badger, 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 oh. Badger, Mushroom, Mushroom, that? Okay. You all, of, all of that funny junk stuff, just, it sends me to a place that I'm not prepared to go to because the fact that it's all like 20 plus years old shrivels me up and yeah. sends me to death. Yeah, I wonder how old um Candy Ma- the Candy Mountain with the horse thing is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or do you remember the... Uh, the Lord of the Rings potatoes uh, mashup. Yeah. Mash them. By the way, cut someone, them, put them in a stew. Yeah. Someone yeah. said they missed the JJK discussion, but um, get a lower to veil so Mechamaru couldn't run and also cut up his communication so he can't call Gojo. So he is trapped. Mm-hmm. So it's fight oh. or lose. And we already know what's going to happen to him. <laughs> he won't be making it out. Sorry, Mecca. I'm sad. I'm sad to see him go. I kind of liked him. We should just write well, we his name now. As you said, we don't know for a fact he's, he's gone. He's gone, James. <laughs> Mecca boy is not making out against Mahito and Ghetto. And, so I, and I, I've got at least one more Ava yeah. fight scene, then I'm fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I expect we'll get at least a pretty cool mecha fight out of it i feel like yeah. gojo's gonna like come in at the last second he's gonna like notice something's not right and he's gonna like try to figure out where it is and then by the time he gets there mecha boy's gonna be like Run. Be too late and it's gonna like totally mess him up because it's gonna remind him of when he wasn't able to save the girl in the past and he's gonna see ghetto there and be like again and, yeah yep. it's gonna be bad have we, yeah have we had bad, Lindsay? I mean, we had it. we had yuji's um we had his friend from season one the the guy who got um dark-sided and stuff yeah. but as far as like the students are concerned if we had a, a major death oh of a student good question i don't yeah. think we have I don't think right a student has died yeah no one in other the present yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm trying to think other than like other than itadori's friend which you mentioned like and, and ghetto's yeah. ghetto's friend remember the really cute nice guy with like the bowl cut remember any oh yeah but that was yeah in the past yeah in the past yeah yeah not like not in the current class. I can't think of anyone. Yeah, everyone says only Junpei, which yeah is yeah. Oh, so I feel Junpei. I feel like as horrible as this sounds, I honestly feel like we're a little overdue. For <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm like, I don't mean to say it, but like he ain't coming back. Yeah, he, he ain't getting out of this one. They and have so- to do at least one to show that it can happen because it's gonna up the stakes for like larger battles coming forward. Because we'll be like, oh well such and such character could die because they killed such and such character earlier right. so it's possible that you know yeah no i'm gonna make look, me cry. look out you come like a boy stay away from these stay away from these kids yeah 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 itadori's crush needs to move someone said technically yuji died oh sure but whatever like that but count. he came back so that's yeah. not the same and i get that he's got like sakuna in him now but it's it's not quite the same yeah um i hope sakuna shows up so, I know where the hell like, is Sakuna. Yeah, we haven't seen him in forever. Yeah, come on. So. Just need him to show up and like say something hot and then he can go away again. <laughs> yeah, you know? literally, that's like all he did in the first season. He showed up for three seconds and you'd be like, <laughs> Someone said he is the all for one of this show. Ghetto? Or who are they talking about? Sakuna. Sakuna. Oh, Sakuna. Like... Yeah. All for one's not hot though. Just, but just yeah, to I was just gonna say that. All for one is really <laughs> just to really clarify, he's basically like really. a thumb in a suit. Like that he's is a thumb. Is it all for thumb. one the one that's he's like the Yoda? He's kind of like the Yoda. The Yoda no, guy. he's he's oh no, he's the big bad guy, and his like face is completely 
He's like, like Darth Vader. Over, so he's just like a uh, mouth. There's like no okay. eyes or anything. There's like nothing on his face, James. Yeah. It's just like a gotcha. scar. That's why he's a thumb. He has no hair. I really need to catch up on that show. I am yeah. very behind. Yeah. I think JJK is the best shown in out right now. Chainsaw Actually, me, but... I will say this, and I'm trying not to get myself in trouble here because I'm not allowed to speak about struck work. One Piece, I feel like I need to give a second. The anime. <laughs> the anime. I feel like I need to... The anime. I feel like I need to give another try after recent events that I will not divulge. But because after what I've recently seen, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I've been sleeping on One Piece. Mm-hmm. But JJK is probably like the best shonen I've seen. And I've seen I've seen the East End arc of, of One Piece, but I feel Jack, like so maybe... Jackie, I I'll say that... Yet. Uh, so for me, watching One Piece was the biggest hurdle to watching the animated production of One Piece from Japan. Yeah. Um, but um, I will say that I think if if, if you want to catch up, I think reading it is maybe the best way to go. Um, because so a lot get... of people told me that. Yeah, yeah. it's way faster. It's, it's so just much way faster. They just said that it's like. I, I got through all of East End in like a couple of days and it was like yeah. very manageable. Oh, I'm and the not no filler and the pacing is as fast as you want to read it. Like that's just true mm. with manga in general, right? And then so. and then you can like find the episodes that have the really sick fight scenes and just watch them. And then you don't have to sit through, you know, 50 episodes. I'm not gonna lie, the buggy, like East End, the buggy arc is unbearable. Like it's like, and then when they they I got and I, I got you get through the buggy arc in like one sitting. It's like barely anything when you Yeah, read, that's wild so. to me because like in the in in the animated project the anime it was just like i was like oh my gosh i i actually got to arlong and his crew and seeing nami's arc with arlong was when i was like this oh, is good stuff yes. but then it was kind of like you get caught up in so much different anime but i don't know like now i'm like you know what like <laughs> I've been hanging around too many One Piece fans. That's the problem. Because they're like, One Piece is about, like, the man versus the government. And, like, the government constantly trying to bring them down. And then, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, we all know me. Because, like, I'm on this this podcast. Like, I'm all about that. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) I was just, like... Really? And I mean, then it's like, Anarchy it. News Network, right? Like this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Part of me is like, maybe I need to give it a, another shot. But I, I do think JJK has been really fun. It's been mm-hmm. very, very good. Yeah. I think as far as Battle Shonen go, I think JJK is definitely top tier. Yeah. For sure. Um, What's I think Attack on Titan? Attack on Titan might be better. Actually, I take that back. It's, but Attack on Titan's like seen and over Shonen, right? It no, really, I, no, no, I call it. I call it shonen. Yeah, I, I just really I, wouldn't, so I wouldn't call dark. it dark. I wouldn't call it currently airing necessarily. Yeah. I think that would be my distinction. Yeah, I guess like, you're right. Yeah, it, so it does run in a shonen, uh, a shonen magazine. Wild Attack and Titan's yeah. so dark. I was like, is yeah. Attack and Titan seen? But yeah, okay. So yeah, because Attack and Titan was really solid. I I like. So I, I have tattoos of Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball, Naruto, and Cowboy Bebop. And that's because, like, they all hold something very special to me, you know? And, like, I'm debating getting Attack on Titan, but I need to see how it ends. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, I yeah, can't... Wait till, yeah, wait. Yeah. 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 Because you never... And then everyone yeah. talks about how controversial the ending is. So I'm like, I I absolutely think it's been brilliant to watch, you know? But I'm just kind of like, okay, like, I can't really pull the... Yeah. I'm just waiting for Aaron to be like, I don't know, like, his last moments or something, and he just looks at the camera and goes... You know, I really think that Elon Musk has a lot of things going for him. I think. 
It's like, no. Why? Why? This is the worst thing you've ever done, Aaron. Did you guys hear Elon Musk got booed at like a Valorant competition? Yes. Oh, he's he's up to all kinds of no good. That, I could go that, completely off on, on oh, the crap so, that he's pulling right now. Lindsay, right you, now is not you would have gone down an Elon Musk rabbit hole. Oh, oh, oh no, that makes, close that makes the Attack on Titan joke even worse. I wasn't even thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, it does make it worse, James. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm um, sorry to everyone. I apologize for everything. If people want to know, just Google Elon Musk's says he'll sue and you can leave the rest blank and, and see his current lawsuits. But his most recent one is pretty fucking bad. So what's the newest one? I'll tell oh. you off camera. Oh, if we want to get into it. Yeah. Cause I was like, I, I've known about some in the past. I'm like, he has a new one. Oh, oh my no, God. Anyway, is, we should probably bad. end on that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we should. So, Hey, you guys, um, watch anime. It's good. And we'll be mm-hmm. back next week. Play Baldur's Gate. Or play, play Baldur's Gate. Gate. Yeah. Uh, send a uh, tweet us pictures of your Baldur's Gate characters, guys. I'll share them on the stream next time. Just, you know, at me. It's ANN underscore Lindsay on X. No, on Twitter. You know what? Just email me, actually. Just email me. It's Lindsay at AnimeNewsNetwork.com. Email me your pictures. (laughs) Send us your Monster Mash serial JJK mashup fan art. That as well. That as well. Yeah, both of those. Um, And we will see you guys Next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for hanging out. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.